heard that sound in a while i know it's it, it feels <laughs> like it's been forever <laughs> well it kind of has for us yeah because i guess we recorded early yeah for 62 and then we took a week off first time we've ever done that yep um i don't like it let's not do it again <laughs> <laughs> but so we are back now a week late but we are here for episode 63 of the soco show this is the co-host cody michael i'm joined as always by the soho seth Ott. well so I mean, it's October, and there's not a, not a true. Winner. Well, then you just, it just stays. <laughs> I don't like know about that. What we were doing before stays. We would have had the rectal exam last week, in case you were looking for that, folks. Um, we're gonna skip October mm-hmm. for the rectal exam mainly because we have so much fucking news to talk about today. <laughs> we have two weeks worth of news to talk about. Um, so we're gonna we're changing up things a little bit. Um, we're 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 gonna skip out on uh, Mambo Number Five this week. We will have one word summaries, so don't worry about that. Um, we have a lot. In case of, you were super concerned. In case you were worried, it's people's favorite segment, dude. I'm hearing a lot of good feedback about one. What happened summaries. to the TV corner? Uh, the TV corner is 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 back today with a monster triple corner. But isn't that the favorite segment? Well, of course it is. That goes without saying. <laughs> and uh, I myself will be will be giving a TV review as well. We have a shit. We've been watching a shitload of TV and movies lately. Um, we have a bunch of TV and movies to review, a bunch of TV and movie news. Uh, we watched a particularly interesting football game last week that we're <laughs> going to talk about. Um, but before we got to get into all that, Seth, you teased a, a big announcement this week on, on the Twitter, Twitter, on Twitter, and, and we better kick off the show with that. Um, kind of weird. Uh, it's kind of a weird thing. I have, uh, I've accepted a new I'm job. I'm doing porn. And Seth has accepted a new job. Seth is going to be doing porn. Oops. <laughs> and I have become a, a, a porno cameraman. What are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm just so excited about this announcement that I can't stop making noises. <laughs> you look... I wish that people could see you right now. You look like a bumbling idiot with your fucking mic stand right now. It's like watching Mr. Bean try to do a podcast. Um, what was I Not the first say? time I've been called Mr. Bean. Gross. Um... Yeah, so I got, I got a new job, and I'm going to be moving. So uh, for those of you who know, we Seth and I live together in Cedar Rapids, Iowa right now, but I'm, I'm going to be moving all the way out to Bend, Oregon. So I'm going to so be moving a thousand so, miles away. Just so people, uh, I, I can actually hear the people right now, they're like, where? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bend isn't uh, like a super popular city, but it is... Um, it's very pretty. It's like a resort kind of town. So there's a lot of like skiing and hiking and kayaking and shit that you can pretty. do. Um, it is pretty, man. Co- I swear Cody had, you, has to go to a pretty place. I like pretty places, man. It's good <laughs> for my mental health to be in a pretty place. And uh, I, it's, I'm excited. I will say I'm excited for the move, excited for the change and the challenge. Um, but I, I mean, I'm not excited to leave Cedar Rapids, to be honest with you. Um it's 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 tough you know because i got really used to iowa and living with you seth and, and our other roommate matt has been awesome so it's kind of bittersweet uh, I yeah, am it's excited. been all right it's been fine <laughs> uh it's, it's bittersweet that i'll be going but i will say um the sweet part is the soco show is not going away <laughs> 
we are going to be doing uh well we'll do remote a version of the show yeah we'll, we'll be doing a remote version of the show um the schedule should not be interrupted uh we should still be able to do it every week um and really most of you shouldn't even really notice a difference um if we can get the tech right and uh, yeah bear with us for a few weeks yeah <laughs> if uh if the editor pulls his head out of his we're gonna have to give the editor another raise um but if we can get the sound quality right you you guys uh you listeners out there shouldn't notice a difference um other than just the um the palpable sadness that will be in the air that that seth and i aren't physically together anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so uh that's a big announcement it, i mean it's cool and it's sad for the next uh two or three episodes we'll still be both um at mm-hmm. the in soco show studios here in cedar rapids but uh starting in november uh, i think november the november like ninth show mm-hmm. is going to be um my first from oregon so it'll be a uh, kind of a big change but also kind of not a really change at all mm-hmm. Yeah, that that'll that'll spell the end of the ride home though, which hasn't been very prevalent this year. That's true. Yeah, we haven't. Uh, I've had an incredibly busy summer myself. Mm-hmm. You've gotten to a few more movies than I have, but I've I've not been able to get to much. There just hasn't been good, very good ones either. There really haven't. So we tend not to go to them if they're not reviewed well. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of, or if they are good, they're like more artsy stuff that I'll go out of my way to go see. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we haven't uh, we haven't done the. I think Black Klansman might have been the last one. Yeah, we did. probably. Um, probably get in maybe a couple more. Yeah. I think we can get one or two more in here in the month of October, but yeah, we'll, um, the ride home sadly is going to end at least in its current form. There's a chance maybe we can figure something out or we'll do something similar. Um, it's so hard not to laugh. (laughs) So I was trying to drink around his mic stand. It's hilarious. Um, maybe, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll work out a way to, to still do some form uh, of movie reviews like we have done on the ride home. But, um, that's something to be figured out later, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but for now, of course, um, you, you are still going to be able to get all your all your delicious movie review goodness at Jared Buckendall in the usual place on YouTube. So don't forget to check out Jared. He's been he's been working lately. Um, yeah, he's been putting out a lot of stuff. Trailer reviews, movie reviews. There's been a lot of stuff um, that he's been working. A couple of JB classics lately as well. So again, if you haven't been to the JB channel recently. Uh, make sure you get out there and check out all the new stuff. He did just put out a new um, best of from the last few months. So I'm sure that's got some great gags. I haven't watched it yet. I need to get on and watch that. We'll link to yeah. the best of um, in the description for today. So make sure you're checking out uh, the YouTube channel. Once again, that's at Jared Buckendall for all of that good stuff. So um, yeah, that's the big announcement that we wanted to kick the show off with. Um, if you want to uh, send me money because it is expensive <laughs> yeah. to move, I'll, I'll link to my Venmo down below. And, uh, and you guys can do just that. Other than that, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting change. Um, but, uh, I think the more things change, the more they'll stay the same. So again, for you, the listener, don't expect too many changes to the show. Um, we'll, we'll still be bringing it to you every week. So, uh, it'll be interesting, interesting to say the least. Truth. Well, uh, one thing that is definitely not changing is that we need to kick the show off as we always do with some chic tweets. I call you a punk. How many road must a man walk down before you call him the man? How many sea must the jabroni white dove sail before she sleep in the sand? How many time must the raisin balls fly before they forever band? The answer, my friend, is go fuck yourself. The answer is go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, raisin balls takes me back. Oh, And that's also, I love that. You know what song he's parodying? No. It's like... How many roads must a man walk down? I think it's the song that Jenny is 
playing guitar on when Forrest goes up and picks her up off stage when she's naked. Oh, yeah. In that movie. I'm pretty sure that's the song. Um, beautiful song and an even more beautiful, maybe, uh, parody of that done by The Sheik this week. It's true. Um, he had a lot of good ones while we were gone, but that was definitely the best one. <laughs> but uh, there was one that it made me feel like maybe he's catching on to our segment <laughs> because he did... Uh, Kind of like parried it himself almost. He said, uh, sounds like you need a tall of, uh, sorry, sounds like you need a tall glass of go fuck yourself. Hashtag chic thoughts. Oh. So maybe he's trying to get into the chic game. <laughs> you think the Iron Sheik might be trying to get into the chic game? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh my God. Someone actually, the response, first response was chic 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I'd vote for him. Oh yeah. I'd vote for the chic. Wouldn't be much worse off. He would make all of the other um, government people humble. No doubt about it. <laughs> well, uh, if there's anything... Well, first of all, the return of a great name, Raisin Balls. That's true. Uh, near and dear to the hearts of our listeners as well as you and me. Um, but also, Chic 2020. Chic Get 2020. out there, put your posters up, people start campaigning. Uh, only two years to go until we elect the Chic as president. I call you a punk. Don't forget, folks, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. You can go out there and get, uh, if you click, God, I'm out of shape. It's been two, two <laughs> years. <laughs> I, was, I, I can do that in my sleep, and now I'm fucking it up. <laughs> audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box <laughs> You're down to close below. your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the link of fucking A. You're gonna, go to the damn link. <laughs> and you can get your first 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. What, huh? <laughs> <laughs> free we're out of shape here on the soco show um uh books you got any uh what are you doing lately for audiobooks nothing no i haven't gotten any new no. ones uh the last one i did was um i think it was the magic 2.0 series number five out of spite out of mind um i think i talked about it on the show recently but it's, uh, it's a fiction fiction story about a guy who basically mm. realizes the matrix theory is real and figures out a way to manipulate it sure and gets into some hilarity um it's the magic 2.0 series if you want to check that out on audible um but yeah i need to i haven't gotten on there i probably am building up some credits probably so i'll have to get out there and pick some shit up um yeah i do know and it's weird that we're already in october but in a few months uh in january the next orphan x comes out so oh, that'll likely be the next one that i listen to because i have so many podcasts that i listen to <laughs> well there you go folks uh get out there and check out magic 2.0 or if you want to wait till january uh you don't have to wait to get your first credit for free but if you do um you can hang free. on to hang on to it for a couple months and get the latest edition of orphan x and of course your first 30 days of audible for free free indeed let's jump into the show we're gonna get right into the news and we're gonna start with video games <laughs> Video games. Whoa! This was weird. I forgot weird. where the buttons are, too. <laughs> yeah, I forgot where the That took a little while. I was going to have the editor put the space out, but now we've commented on it, so he's got to keep it in. Weird news from video games. Big surprise, I think. Telltale Games. Telltale. We've talked a lot about Batman, the Telltale series, mm -hmm. here on the show. Walking Dead. Walking Dead is another big one. Um, there, there was a Stranger Things Telltale series in the works. But uh, oh, that's right. Like I forgot about Telltale's that. Studios, that the company that puts those games out, is closing. Closed. Closed. Yeah, they closed. Like it was just like a real quick, boom, gone. Weirdest thing. I don't know many details around this, other than the the employees didn't know. Nobody knew this was mm -hmm. happening. They just all of a sudden closed up shop. They had mm -hmm. pro projects in the works. Yep. That are all getting shit canned. Do you have any more detail about this than I do? No. The 
the employees didn't know they're filing a lawsuit against him to uh, because it was a so quick and sudden and all that. Like there was no real indication about it. There was never really any like measures taken to try and prevent it. So uh, yeah, they just closed down the doors and uh, yeah, they were in the middle of a Walking Dead season. I think they had released episode two or were go like they were days away from releasing releasing episode two of the it was the final season of the Walking Dead one. So I think that's out now. And then episode three and four, I think were finished or almost finished. And they still, still are planning to release those at some point. Um, there's usually they go five episodes and I don't think this is going to go five episodes. So weird, really interesting, sudden and, and sad, certainly for mm-hmm. those people whose jobs it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but also for, uh, for folks like you who are really into those games, I, I don't think there's any plans for Batman to continue. No. Um, so Batman and walking dead kind of, closing up shop um are those are those games that you're definitely gonna gonna miss playing like telltale is something it, you I mean you've been into their games you're mm-hmm. gonna miss telltale right yeah uh especially the batman one that's one i was able to to kind of get through really quick and they're they're quite a bit of fun the walking dead i kind of fell off the the middle of the second se- i still haven't finished that i have it still but uh yeah about halfway through the second season is is where i fell off but i might finish it who knows it's an int- I mean, it's a it's an interesting story. Mm. That, that's the thing they do well with those games is they can put together a story um, better than really most games because it's all story based. So, mm. and they have a lot of comic book writers. I think Robert Robert Kirkman was involved with, uh, who was the creator of Walking Dead, uh, was involved with the game as well because it was a video game property as opposed to the TV property. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think there was some comic book writers involved with Batman, Stranger Things, people involved with that. They had uh, The Wolf Among Us, which is like a comic book series, which people loved. They had the Back to the Future series. Um, people loved that, and I think that had original people involved. So they do a good job of, of sticking to the source material. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's sad to see him go because I loved playing those games. They're really easy and mindless to play. Yeah. But at the same time, qu- quick reactions and stuff too. So Yeah, a lot of quick time events in those. But re- like you said, you're, you're there for the story. Um I, 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 do you see this as potentially, I mean, people love Telltale. They put out a lot of good mm-hmm. shit. They have a good following. Do you, do you see this as, is, is someone going to maybe swoop in and save them? A la Netflix has been doing with like TV shows. Do, do you see any world where that takes place? Maybe they get eaten up by a bigger studio. Doubtful. Um, I could maybe see someone buying up the properties to do a game similar. I don't think the studio will be saved. Sure. But I, I mean, I, there have been some studios that their rights have been purchased and, and uh, have released games under the banner, at least in association with type thing. So maybe I could see that happening, but I don't see the whole studio coming back. Because I think part of it, I'm assuming, was that it was its own studio that kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And so, one, the people who, and this is all speculation, but the people who probably started didn't know how to run a business as when it got that big. They kind of sure. just focused on the, the small type stuff. Um, so maybe they failed that way. And, and so I could see someone being like okay we can do this have similar people or some of the same people produce these games and do it for cheaper mm-hmm. you know do it more efficient yeah that's i like well, i could see like all, an activision buying them or like a yeah. ubisoft or ea or something like that buying them having because they've done that with other all those studios i think have done it in one form or another maybe not ubisoft but the other ones mm-hmm. um and then really, you know, have it having a division of that within their company. Yeah, that's that's where I see this going to now that you say that. I think that uh, maybe there's a possibility that maybe um, maybe a lot of them 
a lot of the employees of Telltale, mm-hmm. the developers and guys like that, um, maybe they all get, maybe a lot of them get hired to the same yeah. studio. I could see that happening. I mean, maybe they break off and do their own, but that didn't really go well the first time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I, I don't think we've seen the last of at least these people in this mm-hmm. style of game. Kind of like um, when Bungie decided to stop making Halo and 343 Studios picked mm-hmm. it up and they continued to make Halo. I think you, you'll, you'll see something. I don't mm-hmm. think we're done with these games yet because people still like them. I, yeah, I hope not. So uh, even though you won't get to play new Telltale games, uh, you do get to work your way through Spider-Man PS4, which uh, by all accounts is fucking amazing. Game Terrible. of the Year type material. I hate it. Um, one of the one of the competitors against it for Game of the Year this year is, of course, going to be God of War, mm-hmm. um, a game that we've talked about at length on the show. Um, what you might not know is God of War actually set a sales record when it came out. It sold something like 3.3 million copies in like the first week, and that was a record on the PlayStation 4. Spider-Man has now broken that record. Um, in the same amount of time, uh, Spider-Man, well, the record that Spider-Man has now set is 3.3 million copies mm-hmm. in the first, I don't know, it was maybe the first week or so. So, what we have now is a year where God of War comes out, breaks a record, Spider-Man comes out, breaks a record. These two are going against each other now for Game of the Year, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I This might be tough for you to do, Seth, but if you if you were choosing game of the year between those two games, is there a one, is there a way you would lean? I'd personally go God of War. Okay. Um, I think this, and I haven't finished Spider-Man yet, of course. I'm about 57%. Well, you don't have all the backpacks yet. <laughs> I do have all the backpacks. <laughs> no, of course you fucking <laughs> I have all the backpacks. Uh, I've done all the side stuff. I'm just working on the mission now. Mm-hmm. I haven't done all the side stuff, but I've done most of it. So, but I, I think that God of War... It's definitely a shorter game. I mean, it's long, but it's a shorter game than Spider-Man. A lot, there's a lot less stuff to do, but I think the story as a whole, again, from what I played, uh, is is much more of a deep and emotional connection with the story. Sure. And, I, and I think the gameplay of God of War is a little bit more complex than, than what Spider-Man... I mean, Spider-Man's a lot of fun to play, just zipping around and beating the hell out of people. I mean, I was... I, you can. I had like a, a hundred combo last night just because I was like dodging, hitting, doing like just doing all different types of shit. So it's like that can get complicated. But I think God of War between just like the different enemies and the switching in and out with your weapons, using the magic, upgrading yourself, all that's way more complex. I think that game is just a lot more, and I think that game is actually better looking graphically. Sure. I just think as a, as a whole, it, it has more complete, more of a complete game to it. So. It probably does have maybe, and and even, you know, you think about like the Oscars, right? Mm-hmm. And Mission Impossible is not going to win Best Picture. Like it has to be a prestige type mm-hmm. title, you know. And God of War definitely has that feeling. Spider Man, definitely a triple A game and had right. the budget. It, it it looks great. It, it's got the great gameplay, but because it's a superhero game, maybe it doesn't have sort of that mm-hmm. prestige that you would get a War. God of War is probably what I would guess, mm-hmm. uh, and I haven't really played either, so I don't really know. But um, that's probably what I would guess if if Game mm-hmm. of the Year was happening now. But um, Really exciting year for PlayStation. Yeah. Two ex- two exclusives for PlayStation, really crushing it. Yeah. Um, it, if you're talking about the year 2018, um, they they have left they left Xbox in the dust in terms of exclusives this year. Mm-hmm. I can't even name an Xbox exclusive <laughs> right. picked up this year. So that's um, um that's a bitter pill for me to swallow, but exciting for the PlayStation owners. One other thing too that's also very exciting with PlayStation and the whole Spider-Man thing. The creator of the Spider-Man game, the director or whatever came out and said the the couple weeks ago or a week or so ago in an interview that he's looking at the Spider-Man game as the Iron Man of the video game MCU essentially the Marvel video game huh. so we could be looking at 
like an Iron Man game, a Doctor Strange game, a Hulk, another Hulk game, like them doing games. And, and that whole game was fun. Oh, God, it was. Yeah. I played the hell out of that game. <laughs> I was I'm ripping cars in half and using those boxing gloves, skating on buses. <laughs> it was awesome. That game was insane. Yeah. I would play an Iron Man game. Yeah. Iron. I would play all those. Like, there's not a superhero Maybe short of maybe Hawkeye. <laughs> oh, you you played a Hawkeye game for seventy fucking hours, and it was called true. Horizon Zero Dawn. All right, you got so, me. <laughs> I would play Hawkeye game. You set that in New York, and you got yourself a Hawkeye. Yeah, I mean, the, there's, I mean, all those heroes would be a fun game. Like even mm-hmm. Doctor Strange would be cool, casting all the spells using portals. Doctor Strange could be fucking nuts. And they set all this stuff up in the game with like different locations, like Doctor Strange's uh, whatever that place is called, Sanctum Santorum. Sanctum Santorum. I almost said uh, Mr. <laughs> What's the... the Mr. McGoram's Wonder Emporium. But they said they have a ton of location. All the... A Daredevil... Even if they did that, like a Daredevil game or like a Jessica Jones. Like, you can do all that. It would be so much fun. But starting it with Spider-Man is very smart. If they, I, I bet if the MCU could have started with Spider-Man... They would have. They would have, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... If that's the truth and they plan to make these games and bring them all together with like an Avengers-style type game awesome sign me the fuck up that's yeah. that's the kind of shit i'd get a playstation for mm-hmm. no doubt um i may still get a playstation to play spider-man <laughs> <laughs> yeah you played like five minutes yeah I, I haven't been i haven't really had the time to play it and and now i'm gonna be moving so i'm, I'm probably gonna have to buy a playstation <laughs> so i can buy this fucking game um yeah exciting stuff with spider-man and uh some strange uh strange stuff from uh telltale here in video games uh we got to move on though to our one word summaries One word summaries, of course. Uh, one of our newer segments, Seth is going to be reading three single word summaries of three wacky news stories. <laughs> <laughs> you fought that sneeze for like a while. I did, yeah. <laughs> and now we have to leave it in. Um, uh, three one word summaries from three different wacky news stories. I will choose one based on those one word summaries and we'll talk about it at length. Don't forget though, hit the description box for this podcast and you can see the links to all three of the stories from our one word summaries, as well as timestamps and, uh, notes from the rest of our show. So if you want to move about the show, uh, maybe you're not into the sports news and you want to skip ahead to TV, you can do that. Um, just check out the description box. And that's where, of course, you will find the three links to our one-word summary stories. What do we have this week, Seth? Your three words are artwork, dress, and tail. <laughs> artwork, dress, and tail. I bet I could use those three words in one sentence to describe a beautiful woman. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a- <laughs> That would be in bad taste. Um, how about, uh, let's go with tail. Going to go with tail? I'm okay. going to go with tail. All right. So artwork was main woman selling artwork made from moose poop. Gross. <laughs> That's the one I wanted you to pick. <laughs> and then uh, dress was woman, woman crafts wedding dress from 40 empty cement bags. Huh. That's kind of cool. I thought you were going to say she crafted a wedding dress from moose poop. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> but we picked we picked uh, tail. Yes. All right. What do we got for tail? Yes. Wisconsin Humane Society rescues five squirrels with hopelessly entangled tails. <laughs> <laughs> is that the the headline? Is hopelessly entangled? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the youngsters' tails were knotted together with long grasses and plastic strips their mom had used for their nest. What? So they were just fucking tied together. 
Listen to this. This is awful. What a tale these five squirrels can tell. Get or should out. we say tales? Get out. Yeah, basically that's the whole story. Um, I mean, this pretty long story, but yeah, uh, their tails were all uh, tangled together. They couldn't immediately tell whose tail is whose, and so <laughs> there, there's pictures of these tails. These squirrels, like they're they look like a star. That's awesome. <laughs> they uh, sounds but, like a comic book. But rest assured, after 20 minutes of snipping away, the squirrels were finally separated from each other. So they look dead. <laughs> well, they're probably pretty fucking hungry. Unless their mom was bringing them food. Or Can you imagine them trying to walk? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I want to see that so bad, even though it's inhumane. I think that... Have you ever seen Stuck on You? The Matt Damon... Yeah, Matt Damon, uh, where he's stuck to the guy, and then they get released, and they go... Who's and the they other like, guy? Uh, is it Greg Kinnear? I don't know. Is that his name? Um, whoever it is in Stuck on You. But like they get unhooked, and then they're both walking, and they both fall because they're used to leaning on the other guy. Mm. I bet that's what those cute-ass squirrels did. <laughs> The year of Matt Damon. Yeah. I want to, uh, I'm definitely going to check out the the link to this story because I got to see a photo of these knotted up squirrels. And so should you folks out there. Um, make sure you, again, you're hitting the link in the description box. Go read all of our one word summaries and uh, enjoy them all for yourselves, including the ones we didn't pick. Baby, am I excited to talk sports this week? Sports! <laughs> and boom goes the dynamite. Well, well, well. Uh, we went last week to an actual fucking barn burner <laughs> of a game. Part of the part of the reason we didn't have a show last week, Seth and I were both in Los Angeles. And uh, we had the chance... Well, I took in two football games. Um, but Seth, uh, Seth joined me and our group for the Thursday night classic between the LA Rams and Minnesota Vikings. And if you don't know... Uh, those are our two favorite teams, respectively. Are they? Um, it's funny because, so we've been to four of these now. The Vikings had won three in a row against the Rams. True that. I was starting to think about not going. <laughs> but uh, this year, the Rams come out on top, 38-31, an absolute classic. All offense, no defense. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rams were very, very impressive in this game. Even as even as as biased as I am, I was incredibly impressed with Jared Goff in this game. Mm-hmm. He was putting it on guys. Um, three different Rams wide receivers of over 100 yards, plus Todd Gurley over 100 yards in scrimmage mm-hmm. um, against a very good Vikings defense who did not play very well. <laughs> um, they haven't been good at all this season on that night. But but this here's the thing. So you know everyone everyone in the NFL is talking about the Rams and how special mm-hmm. they look. They're four and zero this season. Their Super Bowl aspirations are very much intact. Mm-hmm. They're dealing with some injuries on defense, but if they keep scoring as much as they are. That's not going to be too much of an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, overshadowed in all of this, though, I think, has been was the performance of the Vikings mm-hmm. and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, um, Cousins throws for three touchdowns and like 400 yards in this fucking game. Yeah, it's second week in a row. Um, 31 points they hang on a very good Rams defense. Again, mm-hmm. they're banged up, but still a very good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and they played all the way. They had a chance all the way until a minute left in the game. Um, so I, I think I know the answer to this, but the Vikings now are uh, are. One, two, and one. One, two, and one. Mm-hmm. Not a great start to the season. But, <laughs> no. But they've, they've shown flashes. Um, are yeah. you are, are you yet to the level of concern, or you still think they're going to turn this around? I am concerned for the defense, which is the, I, is no longer the strength of their team. Mm-hmm. I think the offense is the strength of their team because they've been putting up points. Yeah. Um, like, uh, except for against the Bills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the other reason we didn't have the show last week. <laughs> uh, 
but the, so far the season, every game that they played this this season, they've given up at least twenty points. So mm-hmm. they're the defense. They were given. They averaged. They averaged thirteen points a game, points per game. They were the number one scoring defense in the league. Like you know, they were giving up the least amount of points last mm-hmm. year, and this year they've already added a touchdown to it, and it's growing. So it's uh, it's not looking good on the defensive side. And and the thing is about the defense, they're pretty healthy. Uh, I I. We saw Rhodes go down. I don't know what his status is this week, but he went down in like the third quarter, I think. Uh, the defense is just, they're giving up big plays. They're they are getting ate up on the, in the run game. Um, they're letting they're letting quarterbacks throw all of them, especially people like Josh Allen. What the hell? <laughs> um, that defense is not good. And I'm, I I think it just comes down to the level of opponents compared to last year. Mm-hmm. They, they're playing, playing a lot tougher offenses. Uh, they're not getting pressure as much on the quarterback it's just not good the offense is great and i think the offense can can uh keep him in a lot of games but the defense is is not looking great um adam thielen is i think the number one wide receiver in, in nfl right now in terms of yards and catches and touchdowns you know, it's <laughs> i not touchdowns but yards and catches i have been i've been a relatively vocal opponent of thielen mm-hmm. since he since he came to prominence because i don't I don't see what's special about him mm-hmm. at all, but now I'm starting to think that that's what makes him special because um, he's not the fastest guy on the field ever. Mm-hmm. He's not the tallest or the strongest, and he can't jump the highest. But he's always fucking open. Always he never open. Has, he never. Yeah. You haven't seen him make a catch in traffic because he's always open. <laughs> he caught like twelve fucking balls uh-huh. in that Rams game, um, including a, a deep touchdown pass, and. He just is always open. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I still don't get it, but I am coming around. I, I will admit that Thielen's a good wide receiver. Yeah, he's damn good. It's fun <laughs> and, to watch. Fun, and Cousins fun was putting him on. It was We watched a, a serious clinic of quarterback play mm-hmm. last week. There were no interceptions in this game. Um, Cousins fumbled it at the end, just like he always does. Yeah, Cousins <laughs> fumbles at the end. I mean, it, it looked a lot like the Super Bowl last year, where everyone just kept scoring. It mm-hmm. ended up being who had to settle for field goals. Um, and the Vikings had to do that like one more time. Mm-hmm. There were like two punts in this fucking game. Yeah. And then the Rams get the turnover at the end and seal it. So that, I mean, it was an incredible game to be at. There mm-hmm. was a really fun atmosphere, uh, but I'm really psyched that the Rams won. <laughs> uh, Rams are 4-0. They go to Seattle this next week, um, which should be a win. Seattle has not been great this year, but mm-hmm. does have the makings of a trap game all over it. Um, yeah, you're fucking telling me. <laughs> Rams, uh, the only team in the NFL right now, I don't know if you've heard this stat, um, the only team in the NFL to be favored in every game for the rest of the season. Yeah, because I think this is the only one that they – it was the closest one that they were going to have uh, in terms of mm-hmm. – I think they were still favored in it. But So two weeks ago it was either close or Minnesota by like half a point, but mm-hmm. then after the Bills game it shifted. Yeah. Um, but, the yeah, whatever FPI index they do mm-hmm. um, has the Rams winning every game. We'll see. Uh, I, I, There's always I, a couple in there. Yeah. Even, even the Patriots have it, you know, when, they, when they're – clearly the best team they still lose a couple uh-huh. so yeah I, i'm still a believer in this rams team frankly i'm still a believer in this vikings team i, I think that they're a, i think that they're a playoff team maybe by the skin of their I, teeth i don't know the bears but, have looked really good uh their defense is their defense is legitimate well khalil mack is a fucking freak yeah and they've had they have other strong they've pieces. got a lot of good players but um, i mean he he's the kind of player kind of like aaron donald where he is so good everyone mm-hmm. else is better around him he's like mm-hmm. lebron yeah um, Mac now, by the way, uh, if you're counting, has four strip sacks, one in each game of the season so far, which is yeah. fucking insane. Yeah. The um, Packers, though, aren't looking strong. I mean, they beat the Bills 20 to nothing, but their offense hasn't been been as hot. Their defense mm-hmm. has been pretty good. 
but their offense hasn't been as hot. I think right now, I mean, the the Bears are the most impressive team probably mm-hmm. in the division right now. Um, the Vikings have a lot to do to turn it around, and they do have a later bye this year, which is nice, so maybe mm-hmm. they can turn it around. But And their schedule coming up isn't too terribly difficult. I mean, they, they do have the Eagles this week, but the Eagles haven't been super great. Um, they got teams like the Jets in there. So, I mean, it's... They, they got chances to turn it around, but I'm not confident mm-hmm. about with the defense right now. I'm not confident at all. I think for me, um, I am still – I'm a week or two out from really worrying about this Vikings team. I, I think that um, I'm more of a believer in the Vikings at this point than the Bears. Um, Trubisky's not going to throw six touchdown passes <laughs> probably over the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that in that division, you'll, see the, you'll still see the Packers and Vikings eventually separate themselves. Now, that said – they're getting ready to run out of time to do that. Mm-hmm. They need to start turning it around soon if they're going to be in the mix. But in a, in an NFC that has generally been kind of disappointing mm-hmm. so far this season, um, I'm not counting them out just yet by any stretch. One bit of news that uh, is kind of pertinent to the entire NFL. We've been uh, everyone has been just waiting and waiting on Le'Veon Bell this year, and you know he didn't show up to Week One. You saw James Conner, his backup, come in, and he's been pretty good. Um, less so the last couple weeks, but he's been really good in his um, his absence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Le'Veon Bell came out this week and announced that he's going to be returning to the Steelers uh, during the, the bye week that they have, which is like week seven or eight. Week seven, yeah. And uh, so he's going to be returning to the team. Um, we don't really know what that's going to look like. He needed to return to the team by like week 10 in order to have this year count as a year he played and mm-hmm. then be out of his contract. Mm-hmm. So we expected to see him. This is a little earlier um, I guess just generally, Seth, give me your thoughts. Do you, do you think he jumps in and plays right away? How big of an impact do you think he has? Um, what do you think this does, like his trade value? Just what, what mm-hmm. are some of the thoughts you have when you hear about Bell coming back? I think he, I think they'll they'll plug him in right away. I think, especially knowing that he's probably not going to return, even though he said in a statement that he wants to, he still wants to be a Steeler long term. <laughs> There's no way he's going to be a Steeler long term. Yeah, not happening. Uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna. I think they're going to use him. Uh, I think Connor's been good. But he hasn't been great, and I think right. I think Le'Veon adds so much more to that offense yeah. than Connor does. I think that, and this is the Steelers in general right now are in a weird spot. Um, they put up points this year, but they haven't looked like themselves. I mean, Antonio Brown hasn't been electric by any means. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster has been really good, uh, but it's really been their tight ends that have done a lot. Vance McDonald and J- uh, James. Road James, dog Jesse James. Uh, Jesse James. Yeah. James. Vance McDonald almost took a guy's fucking head off last week. <laughs> Chris Conti. Oh my god. <laughs> I saw Chris Conti's soul leave his body. <laughs> it was amazing. Um <laughs> so yeah, their tight ends have been awesome. Um they've they've gotten production out of their, you know, number two and three wide receivers. Um the running game has been okay, like I said, but like Le'Veon adds that out of the backfield he, he can he lines up his receiver you just never know with him mm-hmm. and he, he's a he's an explosive play waiting to happen so I think he adds more to their offense and I think they if they want a chance to be a be a playoff team again because right now they're not um they they need him out there so yeah I agree with you um I think that um there has been a lot of talk about potential trade mm-hmm. spots for Bell um I've heard Seattle I've heard the Jets I think mm-hmm. um a couple others Seattle just had uh, Earl Thomas go down, yeah, and he has been very vocally unhappy uh, with being a Seahawk recently, mm-hmm. um, and he put a capper on that by flipping off <laughs> the Seahawks crowd as he's carted off the, he's carted off the field with a broken leg, and he's mm-hmm. given the middle finger to his fans, mm-hmm. 
and I don't think he's is, given to this fans. I think it was more towards the sideline and like the the coaching. And oh, stuff. toward the Seattle yeah. sideline. Well, that's maybe worse. Yeah. Um. Do you expect to see Earl Thomas back? Not as a Seahawk, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I think though, from the sounds of it, the the uh, break that he had in his leg was pretty clean. Mm-hmm. Um. They said that if and the Seahawks aren't going to be there, but he would be re- he would actually be ready to play by the Super Bowl. Okay. So. Maybe he gets traded before then to a Super Bowl team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doubt it. Um, no, it, it. so I think that in terms of his future, he's fine. I think he's going to go somewhere and make some good money. And probably not as much as he would have made if he would have been healthy through the entire year, entire year and had an awesome year. But I think this is, I think don't think this is as detrimental as if he had like a torn patellar where mm-hmm. he's out for a year and a half or, yeah. so, you know, a complete knee explosion. <laughs> like like that is at risk for for Le'Veon. Yeah, that's true. And I think um, there's been a lot of injuries the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we just saw Tyler Eifert with a gruesome. I didn't even see it. Ankle break. It's but, bad. Yeah. It's ugly. Yeah. Um, he's uh, the unluckiest player in the NFL. He's, it's sad. I was listening to that game on the radio, mm-hmm. and it was it was it was sad. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, 49ers lose their quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. tears his ACL. He's out for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but C.J. Beathard played well. In, in his replacement they lose yeah. that game but it was, you know it was a good game mm-hmm. um a lot of injuries around the league you hate to see it but they, they are out there um so hopefully reeling it back to bell hopefully he can get through the season healthy mm-hmm. and uh you know get get the contract in the place that he wants to be in so um speaking of the Steelers uh one thing I want to do we're we're a quarter of a way already through the NFL season we're four mm-hmm. games in um and huh. I want to know it's over soon <laughs> I want to know reasons I want to know who you what what team you have been disappointed by in the first quarter, and then what team you have been pleasantly surprised by mm-hmm. in the first quarter? I'll, I'll go first, and you already touched on a lot of the Steelers. Um, they're my big disappointment so far. They're they're like one two and one now. Hey, uh, just like the Vikings. <laughs> and you're right; they have not. They were they're supposed to be this awesome ass explosive offense that puts up a billion points a game. They've just not. Yeah, just people haven't. had them as the number two two or three team behind mm-hmm. Jacksonville and and. In that area of Jacksonville behind New England. Yeah, and they're just not – they've never – they they haven't been a good defense, Mm-mm. but everyone knew that was going to happen. But 1-2-1, mm-hmm. and one, they tie with Cleveland. Uh, they lose a great game to the um, to the Ravens the other night, mm-hmm. a close one. Ravens, a, a really impressive team mm-hmm. um, so far this season. But um, I, for a team that a lot of people had Super Bowl aspirations for, I 0% see that. And mm-hmm. maybe they turn it around once Bell comes back, but I don't know. This team – is so up and down for me all the time that I, they're 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 my big disappointment mm-hmm. um, so far this year. Who's been yours? Well, other than the Vikings, <laughs> <laughs> um, no other other than the Vikings, I would probably say the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Just be, you know, coming off the of Super Bowl, they have super high expectations. People had them as I mean, pretty much everyone had them as the number one team in their power mm-hmm. rankings, and they don't think they're maybe they're in the top ten still. Definitely not top rankings. five, but yeah, no, they're not that high up. They have again, they're a team that has suffered a lot of injuries. But really, not a ton. I mean, they lost Alshon Jeffrey, and he came back this week, and was he was great. Mm-hmm. But he they still lost. Didn't they lost right to the Titans? Yeah, they did overtime. Yeah, that's right. Because Corey Davis had a crazy one at the end. Yep. Um. So it, they they should be rolling over people like they did last. You know, their defense was amazing last year, and they've been given up. They're still a good, really good run defense. Their pass defense is atrocious. Mm-hmm. Um. And their offense hasn't been putting up points. I mean, Carson Wentz is great last year. And I think they're suffering from the same thing that the Vikings kind of are, 
which the the Eagles were the last place team the year before, mm-hmm. and they had a last place schedule. They played easy ass teams, and they were they were rolling. They you know they were they were rolling through people because they didn't they they had improved in talent, but had not they're not that you know hadn't gone that high up. Mm-hmm. So I think I think they're kind of suffering from the same problem. They're still a, a good team, and they can win any game. Um, I just don't think they are the powerhouse that people had anticipated. Yeah, both of these teams, the Steelers and Eagles, there is still time for them to turn the ship around. Mm-hmm. They may still be the, eventually the teams that we expected them to be, mm-hmm. um, but both kind of dealing with some crazy circumstances with Bell and with Wentz not being able to start the season. So hopefully they turn it around. But uh, yeah, so far, not not great from either of those two teams. Um, let's flip it around and, uh, and and let's talk about who, who we've been pleasantly surprised by. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for me, it's going to be uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that... When we did our, when we did our preview at mm-hmm. the beginning of the season, we didn't even talk about the Bengals. No, we yeah. said they're an afterthought. We yeah. poo pooed them. Uh, they come out they're they're a top uh, top ten, maybe top five offense so mm-hmm. far. Andy Dalton is playing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Mixon had a very great uh, couple weeks. Now mm-hmm. Giovanni Bernard has been in his stead. Has mm-hmm. had an excellent couple weeks. I've had both those guys on my fantasy team. That's been nice. <laughs> um, come out with a great defense they come out and they beat uh atlanta falcons in a really good game mm-hmm. this week atlanta may be one of those contenders for that disappointing um i don't know so though they, they've lost all their games have been very very close mm-hmm. and their offense has been explosive yeah um and their defense has been hurt they've been banged up i think they'll i think they'll be all right you think they'll rebound yeah yeah the bengals though um three and one now mm-hmm. uh, i think they're leading that division if they got to be leading that division. I think now. Baltimore is also well, the but same. They, but the Bengals beat Baltimore, That's so true. if it's a tie, they'll have it uh, mm-hmm. in a really good uh, Thursday night. Thursday night's been good so decent, far this year, yeah, pretty decent. Um, so uh, for me, it's the Bengals. Who knows? Uh, kind of similar to like, will the Steelers get back to their form? I think probably. Mm-hmm. Um, will the Bengals regress back to what we expected to them? I don't know. I won't be surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm not betting on it though. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the type of game that these guys have been playing. It seems sustainable. They're running it well. They're playing good defense. That's how you. That's how you win. Yeah. Um, I would love to see this team back in the playoffs, um, but we'll see. Uh, but overall, I'm impressed with their first four games coming in at three and one. But um, we'll see. I'm. I'm. I'm not jumping in so far yet mm-hmm. uh, with two toes. But I know that. Uh, I know your surprise team is one that I think. I think we're all ready to dive into. Yeah, the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and actually, they are surprised. But I think. I think the the pretty obvious one there is the Chiefs with mm-hmm. how they've their offense right now. Defense is the worst in the league. Yeah, they're bad. But the offense is is the best in the league right now. Um, yeah, they they've just been scoring points like crazy. They ha- they have their offense is extremely talented. They have so many weapons, and then Patrick Mahomes has been. He's been insane. Yeah. He's got to be the number one fantasy quarterback. He is easily. Yeah. Um, he's setting a bunch of rookie passing records mm-hmm. and a bunch of like well, he's not NFL. a rookie. Well, yeah, fuck, I forgot about second that. Second year, just passing records in general. Passing record, yeah, yeah. He broke, he's he's on pace to beat Peyton Manning's um, mm-hmm. touchdowns record that he had a number of years ago, mm-hmm. and he's been incredibly impressive. Did you see the highlight of him on Sunday night throwing a left-handed pass? Yeah. Oh my god, like that's the kind of shit. That's I can't even believe that. It's like a more athletic Brett Favre, almost just like the way he makes plays and and is able to to extend extend plays, and it's crazy. I I think. So as impressive they as impressive as they are, I think there is still potential for them to come crashing down to earth. It's still very early on in the season. We've seen lots of teams over the last few years start off like five and zero, six and zero, and just crash and burn. Can you name one? The Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, the Vikings, the Bills did it a couple of years ago. I mean, there's always those teams that start off really strong and then people figure them out. Mm-hmm. And I think there's still that ability for teams to figure out Patrick Mahomes and figure out how to slow down the Chiefs offense. I think if they run into a, an actual defense, because they haven't yet, mm-hmm. so the Broncos were close. Their, the defense is much weaker than it well, has been. That was been. a really good game. It took a last-minute touchdown. They got, they, to yeah, and that, that's kind of where I'm saying, too, is like if there's a team that can get pressure on Mahomes and a team that can slow the game down like the Broncos kind of do, I think that I th- – and, and, yeah, like I said, the, 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 the last night there was a th- – Case Keenum wasn't like an inch off of a throw to Demarius Thomas with like four seconds left and that they would have won, mm-hmm. you know. So – yeah, I think I think if there's a team that can slow them down, and I think that they can get pressure on Mahomes, like maybe Jacksonville. I think that the Chiefs are are exposable, and I think people may be able to figure them out. Mm-hmm. Well, when you have a quarterback that young, it's it's hard to it's hard to start assuming consistency. Mm-hmm. I think on, Jared Goff only now is being accepted as a good quarterback. Like mm-hmm. as of this week, people are like, okay, he's good. So it's going to take people a little while to fully come around to Mahomes, and until then, I think everyone's going to kind of be walking on eggshells. But this this Kansas City offense is special. They mm-hmm. have a ton of talent all across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself am very much looking forward to in like four weeks on yeah. Monday night in Mexico City, mm-hmm. the Rams and Chiefs. I think is going to be a classic. That should be good. Really excited for that one. I'm still trying to get. Uh, I'm still trying to get Dan and Sam to go down to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty entertaining. Um, yeah, Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are a pleasant surprise. Four and zero. The only other four and zero team besides the Rams in football right now. Um, See, I think the difference though with like, so just going back to my point about I think the Chiefs can fall off. I don't think the Rams have that chance. Mm-hmm. A, they were great last year, um, and and and, a, and B, I think all they have a defense. Mm-hmm. Their offense is amazing. They also have a really good defense. The Chiefs have absolutely zero defense <laughs> on that team. They they, let, they made Case Keenum look awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so did a lot of teams last year, but that's beyond the point. <laughs> um, but like. I think the Chiefs, yes, their offense is great, but I think the only thing you have to do as a team is slow down that offense, mm-hmm. whether it be through defense or a running game or whatever. I think with the Rams, there's they have so many. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. They can. They have a pass rush. They have corners. They have everything on their team that makes them a consistently great team. The Chiefs, I don't see them going 14 and 2 like I see the Rams going. Mm-hmm. I see them losing a few games here and there because of their defense. They yep. the Rams would never lose to the Broncos, I don't think. No. <laughs> or even get close to it. But the the Chiefs, you know, because they have they're a one-dimensional team and that's all they're going to be, I think there's a chance for them to to fall off. And a tough division. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Chargers always play tough. Denver played them really tough. Uh, and the Raiders have been, played well the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So um, tough division, yeah. I think they'll start. They'll they will see some losses this year, but I am really enjoying the show mm-hmm. that Mahomes is putting on for yeah. sure. Let's finish up sports by picking last night's game today. <laughs> uh, this has gone well for me so far. I'm three and one. Uh, I did of course we didn't have the show last week, but I of course picked the Rams. Well, that doesn't count. It's not official. So you're two and one still. <laughs> okay, I'll take two and one. Um, this week, Seth, we have the uh, we have the Patriots and the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Patriots had a rough couple weeks there. When they weren't scoring, mm-hmm. uh, just this last weekend, uh, put a beating on Miami Dolphins, who mm-hmm. who were impressive in their first three weeks. Um, the Colts, I think, are still trying to figure shit out. Uh, They've been all right, though. Luck played really well this last yeah. Sunday. They've beat a few teams now, and and they've been somewhat impressed. I mean, again, they're a team that has zero defense, but mm-hmm. their offense has been efficient. 
This could be an interesting football game. Mm-hmm. Um, Colts and Patriots, all you know, throughout throughout the history of the NFL as we have known it, mm-hmm. um, has always been an exciting matchup. Um, you have Brady coming off a short week. Of course, you have Luck coming off a short week. This seems like a good game. I I'm having a hard time picking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know who you want? I think I think I'll go with the Patriots just because I think I it, it sounds like T.Y. Hilton's not playing, so that's a big loss on offense. That's a deep threat right there that's gone and that that's a difference maker um i think it'll be closer than what people assume though i think people assume that the patriots are going to go in there and, and do some business but i think that it'll be closer and i think andrew luck's going to make it a game i um this is a coin this really is a coin flip game for me i think this is going to be a good game i'm going to try mm-hmm. to check some of it out um i'm going to go i'm going to agree with you and say new england um not not to cheat the system and stay ahead of you but okay. uh because they're the home team I'm giving them the edge at uh, at at Foxborough there, um, and we'll see. I I will be rooting for the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's good to have Andrew Luck back, and I, I want him to find success. Mm-hmm. So, um, both of us are on the Patriots this week over the Colts on Thursday Night Football, which you already saw. So one of us is already right or wrong, uh, and, and we'll talk about that next week. So for now, we got to move on, and we're gonna get into TV. That's what she said. TV. TV this week brought to you by Mathis Designs on Etsy. Hit the link in the description box uh, for our good friend Steph Mathis. She's a graphic designer out of Des Moines, Iowa. All sorts of fun, uh, like stationary type things. And uh, I think I saw some mugs that she's got on there now. Mm. Very cool, creative stuff by Steph. So make sure you're checking her out. Uh, The link is in the description box. For TV this week, we got a lot of news. We got a lot of reviews. Uh, News reviews. News and reviews in TV. Let's start here, Seth. Uh, Daredevil Season 3. Trace. Kind of a surprise announcement, and we're going to get it really soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, October 19th, is that right? Mm -hmm. I'm not looking at anything, so that's (laughs) off the top of the dome. Uh, Yeah, they've released some trailers and stuff. The one thing I loved about one of the trailers is they show Kingpin, but he's in his traditional white suit with the ring and everything. Yes. Yeah. Um, the thing I'm kind of disappointed is is he's in the black suit like from the original season, mm-hmm. and I like him. I like the, I fucking love the the red suit with like the stick thing. The stick thing is awesome. That's like my favorite accessory for a hero, because um, he's like able to swing from buildings. It doesn't with make it. any sense. It's awesome though. It doesn't make any sense. It's so cool. How does he unwrap it from the shit it wraps around? A button. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. That's okay. Neither does Spider-Man's web shooters. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that weapon. I love Daredevil. So I'm kind of sad that he's going back to that and then he's not going to have his cool weapon. But I am excited for them going back to the, the Fisk stuff that he's been in jail and everything. So that'll be cool. It'll be nice. I think that they're going to make this more of a Daredevil story. I think season mm-hmm. two of Daredevil was really a lot about uh, built Punisher. Into the, yeah, and Punisher and it built into the to the defenders to the defenders, which kind of seems like it's been scrapped now. So if this yeah. is a much more kind of self contained mm-hmm. Daredevil, it may be kind of a return to that season one form mm-hmm. that everyone was really excited about. So yeah, I, I imagine folks are excited about that. Not a not an MCU or a, not a Netflix MCU uh, watcher myself, but yeah, uh, I do know a lot of fans of the show that are pretty excited about this coming out in uh, just a couple of weeks. And apparently, all of these are staying on Netflix, so they're not transferring over to the DC. Not DC, Disney. To the Disney app. <laughs> streaming service. Yeah, that that's that's good news for Netflix fans. Well, and I think because they're a little more adult, you know, I think mm-hmm. Disney doesn't want them, which is good. Um, another uh, October 19th is going to be a big day on Netflix. Uh, we also got the surprise announcement of Making a Murderer Season 2, mm. which I didn't know was a thing. I have not watched Making a Murderer. Neither have I. But most of the country is obsessed with it and mm-hmm. apparently binge watched it in one day. Um I honestly don't know anything about the story of this other than there's a guy who didn't do it. 
and yeah. they, they try to prove he didn't do it, I guess. Um, yeah. And there's more to the story, apparently, coming out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's one I've, I've, like, I've hovered on it and clicked on it and just, like, haven't clicked play. Because um, I've heard such good things about it. And it's really, it's an in, it sounds interesting. I've heard more about the story. Like, I've, I'm pretty much been spoiled on it, I think. But it... Uh, sounds like it sounds like how i like how i enjoyed that uh wormwood show kind of like that similar mm. like conspiracy type stuff going on um so i d- want to check it out but my list is so damn long and it's only <laughs> growing so yeah one of those true crime documentaries um which i'm gonna review a very similar show would you say that's more of like a poo crime documentary <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in just a second a uh, couple other pieces of news. Another Netflix uh, release announcement. We we did hear Black Pan- uh, Black Panther. Black Panther. <laughs> Season five of Black Panther. No. Season five of Black Mirror is going to be dropping in December. And we got the really exciting news this week that it's going to include an episode where you can choose your own adventure. And How the fuck is that going to work? I don't know. People have been speculating about this for a few years. Like, do you but- do it through the tv like, you're gonna like, have you'll have to have the remotes or your yeah. your phone or whatever to choose different paths or different choices or language and stuff uh-huh. um i am inter- very interested to see how this goes now i fully trust black mirror they, mm-hmm. they have been nothing but excellent um i'm pretty the, sure the uh one of those up the the episode with the spaceship mm-hmm. that won an emmy for directing yeah. or writing or something mm-hmm. which yeah we've we come completely forgot about the emmys yeah we skipped over just the timing with uh the trips and everything didn't didn't work out for the emmys uh go mrs mazel mrs mazel won again they won everything yeah (laughs) not again this is the first year this is um i'm gonna have to watch it i think oh it's awesome there's a movie coming out i mean we're not in movies but have you seen all about nina Mm -mm. it's uh mary elizabeth winstead and she is playing a stand-up Comic. oh cool so it might be kind of similar in that vein look up the trailer it looks pretty good yeah uh, very charming but um yeah miss mazel cleans up at the emmys um we also had uh barry which is a show yeah. that, that you and i have been fans of uh had had some success bill Hader winning mm-hmm. um so uh, a lot of good stuff at the emmys uh, oh, we the, didn't... the only other thing about the emmy is that i was freaking out about so um donald glover was nominated for a bunch of stuff <laughs> yeah and he uh he was there, of course. There's a point though when I think whoever won Best Male Comedian, Comedian, Comedian Barry, when uh, mm-hmm. Bill, Hader. Bill Hader won, uh, he gets up and and you see him. I missed it the first time, but you see him like shaking someone's hand. Um, that's like wearing a robe, and and it's like kind of you know, people are like that's weird. And then they cut to the audience later on, and it's Teddy Perkins. <laughs> From the from the Atlanta episode, that creepy ass episode, uh, awesome, my favorite episode of TV probably ever. <laughs> um, and so people are speculating because in the show Donald Glover plays him, plays Teddy Perkins. So people are speculating it was him. And then Donald Glover's in the crowd, and he clearly <laughs> couldn't have been in the makeup. And then people are like, "Oh, it's Lakeith Stanfield." No, Lakeith Stanfield is there. So some <laughs> Donald Glover brought someone and dressed him up as Teddy Perkins. And Teddy Perkins is so creepy looking. Yeah, it's, I I didn't I had no context. I just know Teddy Perkins is a thing, but I did see some shots of this at the Emmys and he's horrifying. You just got even if you just watch that episode, it's it, it's yeah, so I worth get it. Yeah, to that. Um no, but uh yeah, it was cool. I am glad that was really cool that he did that. So I heard a rumor it was Jay Farrell. Um I don't I don't know, but yeah. just, I just that's just what I heard. He definitely looked like skinnier and taller than what he did in the show. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, so um that's the Emmys. Teddy Perkins, Miss Maisel, Barry, all do well. Um, what are, where were we before that? 
Black Mirror. Black Mirror. So you have the choose your own event. Now, I could, I think we're to a point where this can work, right? Because it's, mm-hmm. I mean, kind of, when we talked about Telltale Games earlier, it's kind of similar, right? Maybe they take away the quick, quick time events, but you keep the choices <laughs> and shit. Oh, that'd be fun. Um, do you, do you think this can work? Are you excited to try this? I'll give it a shot. I don't watch Black Mirror, but I would give it a shot mm-hmm. just for the novelty of it. I think it'd be kind of cool to, to do. I think that's going to be a really, I think it could be a very interesting like cultural thing because, mm-hmm. you know, everyone can try it and, and like, how did yours end? How did yours end? I mm-hmm. made this choice. Did you make that choice? Mm-hmm. People will go back for repeat viewings mm-hmm. to check all the different choices out and stuff. I think this could be a really interesting proof of concept. Very Black, smart. Black Mirror is the perfect place to try something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, because you only have to do it for one episode. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you could start seeing this in like movies, maybe a little more, if this goes well. Yeah. You start seeing it in movies and TV. I, Atlanta, we just talked about that, could be, a, I think that'd be an interesting <laughs> show to do something like that on. Yeah, I think um, Black Mirror is probably perfect to do it because it is an, an, an the anthological mm-hmm. show and there's really not. There aren't stakes. Yeah. If that goes horribly, they have a whole rest of the mm-hmm. season. So this is going to be interesting. Uh, this is dropping in September along mm-hmm. with the rest of season five. Oh, they said December. Uh, I did. I did say December. September is gone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, December is okay. when this is coming out. Um, uh, season five of Black Mirror. Very excited to check it out. Not only the uh, Choose Your Own Adventure episode, but but all the rest of the episodes. If you haven't been checking out Black Mirror, folks, do it. Mm-hmm. There's some really great episodes in there. Um, if you want a great one to start with, season one uh, or season four, episode one is the USS Callister episode that we just mentioned won an Emmy mm-hmm. this year. Start You can start with that one. Jesse Plemons is amazing in that one. Um, um, so so check out Black Mirror if you can. Uh, one more piece of, uh, of news here, and Seth, you, you kind of alluded to the Netflix Marvel shows, um, but it sounds like Disney has some Marvel shows of its own uh, kind of in the cooker. Yeah, they, they talked about kind of expanding the MCU a little bit on the Disney streaming service. Smart move because people, of course, love the MCU. So they are going to be doing limited series of some of like the smaller Marvel Marvel characters. Uh, they have announced Loki and Scarlet Witch with both, of course, Tom Hiddleston and uh, Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen? Elizabeth Olsen, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I got it mixed up with like Mary-Kate and Ashley. Well, you shouldn't get it mixed up because you know what Elizabeth Olsen can do. She can get it. <laughs> so... Yeah, they're going to be doing limited series with these guys, like eight episodes. Usually, it sounds like it'll be um, kind of going back into the, going more into the backstory and stuff like that. So, I'm excited for it. Um, we'll see how that kind of ties in with Infinity War, with like Loki and all that stuff too. But I think this is genius. Mm-hmm. I think um, this is an opportunity for them really to get deep in the MCU mm-hmm. and for, I mean, for characters that people want to see but wouldn't go to a movie for. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, this is great. Mm-hmm. As long as it ties in, I mean, we're going to be in a world, Seth, where you need to have watched 25 movies and 30 fucking episodes of the <laughs> to understand what's going on in the MCU. And I don't hate that because yeah. that's been, that's what the MCU is about mm-hmm. is you have to watch the whole thing. And, um, I, for some folks, maybe there's some Marvel fatigue starting to set in, but mm-hmm. I think infinity war kind of reset that yeah. and gave them a runway to do something just like this. I think this is going to get a lot of traction to the streaming service. I think it's going to help the MCU out, uh, and it'll give a chance for like Elizabeth Olsen and Tom Hiddleston to mm-hmm. really shine. They're great actors, mm-hmm. um, and and don't really get to do a lot. What's really cool too is the different types of shows you can do. Like, because a yeah. Loki one will be more of like a could be like of a comedy, not like a straight up comedy, but like a like a dark comedy. Dark comedy. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, the the Scarlet Witch one, could be kind of like a 
almost like a not not a horror but like a thriller mm-hmm. mystical shit type show um because of her powers maybe they show how she gets well they kind of do that you know how she got her yeah. Powers, yeah um but even if there is like flashbacks they could go do flashbacks before she was scarlet witch and like show her and maybe quicksilver and all that mm-hmm. stuff you know like that type of stuff so it'd be cool if they could get uh aaron taylor johnson aaron back. taylor johnson back as he hasn't done much lately so yeah no, but there's they could do different genres of of just like they kind of have done with with the the Netflix ones like mm-hmm. uh, Daredevil and Iron Fist are kind of like more fighting martial art. Although Daredevil does go more into like the kind of like the disability and all that. Luke Cage is more just like a kind of like an urban brawler type thing, and Jessica Jones is like a detective show. You know, so like they can do that with all of these characters, um, these smaller characters, and and make it. Just kind of add a, an extra layer mm-hmm. to them, see so that you don't get. Yeah, that's 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 what sticks out to me is like just like you said, an extra mm-hmm. layer. Maybe and it's Scarlet not. Scarlet Witch is badass. She was awesome. And, well, she's and, fucking great. Yeah, she was awesome in, in two movies that she's been in. So, yeah, there's some great moments of her in Infinity War that I yeah I, I dig her a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, let's turn from news into some reviews. We got a lot of them today. Do we? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. We we talked about making a murderer a little bit ago, but. Um, an even better true crime documentary is American Vandal, in my <laughs> opinion. Season two dropped a couple weeks ago. I, I have since watched all of it. Um, man, it was nice. I, I rarely get to like watch a bunch of TV, <laughs> but I binge watched. I binge watched American Vandal, and I will say I, this has been this was number one on my Mama number five list of Netflix originals. Mm-hmm. Um, and season two did not disappoint. Was season two number two? Season two was number two. Um, instead of who did the dicks, which was season one, in season two, we asked the question, who is the turd burglar? <laughs> uh, there was a series of poop-related crimes yes. that took place um, at a high school, and um, Peter uh, Maldonado, and I forget his buddy's name, are sent to this school to investigate and do a documentary okay. about it. So uh, here's what I'll say about American Vandal season two. I'll keep it relatively brief. The show is still very funny. Mm-hmm. It's very creative. Where this hooked me was in the mystery elements and mm-hmm. the actual crime solving of it is brilliant in season two. And I know it was already great in season one, but I think in season one, for me, it was overshined by the dick jokes, which were hilarious. Mm-hmm. In season two, I will admit that the poop jokes didn't land with me as well. <laughs> I think you're going to love it. Yeah, I watched, the, love I, shit jokes. I watched the first episode and when all the pandemonium was going down, <laughs> I was losing it. Yeah. It is, I mean, if you love poop jokes, you're going to love this. But even if you don't like poop jokes, and again, they didn't land with me as much as season one's dick jokes landed with me, but um, they make up for that. And actually a truly interesting and thrilling mystery and the way everything unfolds and the way they more Would you, you say more than season one? Yes. Really? Um, and maybe it's just because I, it's been a year since I've seen season one, but mm-hmm. I don't remember being as captivated by the mystery right. as I was in this one. Okay. This is incredibly interesting. There's a lot of great characters. You never... I would be amazed if someone was able to figure out what goes down. Okay. I was blindsided at every turn. And not in a cheesy, I hate this blindside way, but in a legit, like, that was really fucking smart. And uh-huh. they just had, they had me. They had me by the ear the whole they series. They had you by the rectum. Yeah, they had me by the rectum. <laughs> um, uh, I'm not going to say much more about American Vandal season two, but I, please, 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 people go out and watch American Vandal seasons one and two. You don't need to have seen season one to enjoy season two, yeah. but I, I still would highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, so go out there, check it out. Uh, let me know what you think on Twitter at underscore Cody Michael. 
Um, Seth, I know you got to watch this, and we'll hear what your thoughts later on. Yeah, I wish wish Netflix would stop releasing things at the same time. It's getting <laughs> real annoying. You look actually stressed <laughs> out. You're like rubbing your head, like oh. God. I know it's getting real annoying because like we go there's like three months in the summer where like one thing came out, <laughs> and then September rolls around and they release four goddamn shows that I need to watch. <laughs> like what do you? And then football's back up. What are you doing to me? Oh my God, uh, it's really great stuff. And speaking of all the TV you got to watch, we have a busy, busy edition coming right up of Sess TV Corner. That's in my TV corner. Seth, I want to blow you. Woo! We're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I think we'll be back for a while because I got, I got a show ending this week. Hopefully I can get done with Ozark soon. I watched a lot of that on the plane. Um, so we'll have some pretty consistent corners here soon, but this week we have three corners, three corners. That's almost a whole room. Not quite a room. Yeah. Fucked up house. All right. So the first show, uh, won't spend a lot of time on this one cause it didn't really hold my attention that much, but it's fear the walking dead season four. Really the big change. I talked about it when the news broke is that Morgan from the original walking dead was, was joining the show and kind of really became the main character of the show, uh, before long. They made a lot of changes. They did some, they did, uh, they did some time jumping. The first half of the season, they did some time jumping between like where it left off from last season and then to the current point because the current point is now on the same trajectory, same timeline. Well, I guess as when the last season of Walking Dead ed- ended. We know that the current season of Walking Dead, which premieres I think this weekend, jumps eighteen months. So season, so this season of the Fear of the Walking Dead was the end of this walking dead that makes sense only a little the end the end of walking dead the previous season okay so now it's all fucked up again but so the first half season they jump back and forth between where fear the walking dead left off and where they in in current times of the walking dead universe second half of the season was all current times of the walking dead universe they made a lot of changes to the show uh killed off a lot of people i won't say who but you can probably guess it if you watch the the trailers uh in the in the promos um, completely changed the show. I I like Morgan a lot. I really like his character and the people that they left alive. I liked and they add, they actually added. You remember the daughter from Taken? Yeah, she was in. I it. like that actress. She's good. I've seen I her in a lot of stuff. liked her a lot. Her character was really cool. Um, so I think I enjoyed this season a little bit more than previous seasons, just because I think the first season of Fear of the Walking Dead was really cool because they showed the start and then mm-hmm. they kind of just didn't go anywhere from that. But I think this season is a little bit more enjoyable just because they were able to get it to current times a little bit more. And add in, they added in some new characters, added in Morgan, and it added a little bit. Still not my favorite show in the world. I kind of just watch it because I've already spent so much time. Didn't even realize this was season four. I thought it was three or two. <laughs> so um, I'll, in terms of uh, a score, I'll give it, uh, I'll give it like 3.9, uh, 3.9 character deaths out of out of five <laughs> there you go uh yeah fear fear is weird for me because it's like it's kind of like a weird stepchild mm-hmm. of the walking dead and the walking dead hasn't been great lately so it's yeah like, there's not a lot of room for this um I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's that it's maybe uh made some positive changes and is maybe bit, better yeah. than the previous season yeah it's just i i'm serious though in terms of like the character deaths i lost track of how many people are dying <laughs> there's so many of the yeah i won't say anymore but it's just ridiculous but yeah, all right. Enough time on that show. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, uh, next review is much better show. Uh, Sinner season two. Very excited to hear about this one. Yeah, this, this is so. Of course, uh, talked 
very positively about season one with Jessica Beale, who was looking fine at the Emmys. I oh my god, uh, her and and then of course Timberlake showed up having to steal the spotlight. You know what Jessica Beale can do? <laughs> uh, she she can murder people. Um, <laughs> and so, but and she unfortunately got snubbed. I was pissed about that. She should have won, but. Anyway, so yeah, season two of the center. This so this season focuses on a child, a child named Julian instead of instead of an adult. Um, he murders uh, these two people that he's with that are on their way to the Niagara Falls. He poisons them with some tea, and it's in this town. It's in the original hometown of Bill Pullman's character. Blanking on his name, Harvey? No, it's not Harvey. Harry. I was close. Ah. So Harry. So Harry, uh, it's, it's so he's the guy for he's he's the only returning character from season one. Uh, he's the detective that is into weird sex stuff from season one. Nice. Not anymore though. <laughs> he's not into weird sex. So if you're expecting weird sex stuff, oh, spoilers. I want don't, more weird sex stuff in season two. Don't don't uh, don't expect that in season two. But he's back. It's in his original hometown. He kind of sees this case. Um, he's you know he sees that this kid may have not been fully uh, responsible for this, or in terms of just like he. Kind of like the same thing with Jessica Alba's character in season one. Uh, she, he, you know, she wasn't, may not have been fully in the faculties, just like this Julian kid wasn't. So, um, the show is very heavy on spoilers in terms of like what's going on, a lot of twists and stuff. So I don't want to really reveal too much. Basically, the in terms of that basic premise, though, what's different from the first season? This is, deals way more, way more heavy-handed into like cults. So okay. there, there's like a cult that's going on here. There's the cult has a lot of a lot of connections in this town that he's from and has a lot of connections with like the police, a lot of connections with uh, powerful town people, with some of the main characters that are in the show. So there's a lot of twists involved with that, knowing what's kind of figuring out what's going on there. There's some instances where like you don't know whether the cult is more more involved in, in this and in the death in the beginning or not it's just very it, there's a lot of misleading stuff um performances are great of course uh like bill pullman is is awesome um i think though with this season so I, as a whole i enjoyed the season pretty 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 thoroughly i think i enjoyed the first season a little bit more because i think the first season was very much more of a centralized thing and it sure. didn't it didn't have other than the bill pullman character it always folk or bill Pullman storyline with the sex stuff, it always focused on Jessica, Al- Jessica Beale. I almost said Alba. Jessica <laughs> Beale's character and kind of the mystery unraveling there. Whereas this one kind of had like three things. It had Bill Pullman delve more into his backstory. Um, it had the cult. There's a lot of backstory with the cult that I didn't feel completely added a lot to the to the final result. And then the Julian murder thing. So there's a, just there's just a lot of and then there, there's actually more than that that there's another one with like the the cop that he's assisting him with the he's actually assisting the cop with the the investigation and stuff. There's a storyline there. There's a storyline with her dad. There's kind of just they did they threw a lot at this season, mm-hmm. and so it kind of made it a little more difficult to follow the the story in general. And I would say the, like the middle of the season just kind of got a little convoluted. By the end of the season, though, when they finally revealed everything and made everything make sense, then I was like, okay, that's good. You know, I enjoyed it. Um, still a great show. Still a lot of good performances. Still a really good mystery. Just preferred season one more. 
Um, I'll give this one 4.3 weird sex stuffs out of five. <laughs> Not weird sex things. Yeah. Weird sex stuffs. Yeah. Don't get it twisted, folks. Uh, I'm excited to try the Sinner season one is on Netflix. Now. I think you'll like season one a lot more. Okay. But I thought season two was good. I was annoyed with the kid at first, too. The kid was, he's a good actor, but he was just kind of, the way his portrayal was kind of annoying, but I grew to like him more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to try season one of The Sinner and then uh, work my way into season two. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it, I heard such great things about season one. So if it's, if it captures any of it, and mm-hmm. it sounds like it does a little bit, yeah. um, any of that magic, then then it's it's another good one. So um, do you see maybe more nominations in, in coming up for for these guys? I don't know. I, I really because because there were so many different things going on. It was hard to really, other than Bill Pullman, it was hard to really kind of get a get a feel for any of those performances. Mm-hmm. Whereas in season one, it was like I said, oh, pretty much always on Jessica Biel, and so she her performance was super strong, hmm. and she carried that show. Bill Pullman t- did a good job of, of taking it over and, and carrying the show, and you like his character. It's just, it was hard to get a full grasp of it. So I don't know. It's hard. Like, when I watched The Sinner first season, I was like, she deserves something. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, I didn't feel that about the character. I think the show as a whole is very strong. I just don't think there's any one performance that I was like, okay, that that's amazing. You know, sure. Maybe Bill Pullman, Bill Pullman gets a nod. It would be cool to see him get a win. Uh, it's The Sinner season two. weird sex stuffs out of five. Uh, If you've seen it, uh, make sure you're tweeting at Seth at underscore, or sorry, at Seth Mm O'Ott or at SoCo Show Pod. We got one more TV corner, and I I think you've maybe saved the best for last. My favorite for last. (laughs) Uh, Definitely my most anticipated of, of, well, is my number, we talked about number one shows, uh, number one Netflix shows, BoJack Horseman, of course, of course, man, is. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually hilarious. (laughs) is uh is my favorite so season five so i talked about when i was talking about how much i love the show and why i loved it about how it about how the show talks about just so many things it touches on so many topics and it does it all serious topics none of these are like jokey topics and it does it in a way that it's still funny but also very sad but also very powerful and moving like it's weird to say about a show with a horse as the main character <laughs> um and it does it again this season it really does so this season focuses on there so there's one there's kind of like st- regaining stardom stardom regaining stardom with bojack um which also kind of leads into like relapse of like old behaviors behaviors and drugs and things like that so there's that there's it last season it touched on a asexuality with uh todd the todd character it touched on that again, but instead it did kind of like how someone who's asexual can also like be in a relationship, but also not have sex, stuff like that. So there's that it touched on, touched on uh, motherhood and just like single motherhood and, and adoption and kind of dealing through that. It touched on relationships uh, with with Bojack and kind of like this, this uh, character who's voiced by rosa from brooklyn 99 stephanie beatriz oh i like her a lot she's awesome she she does she she's in almost all the season um there's some really fucked up shit that towards the end of that the season with involved with her and bojack not gonna say anything but <laughs> it's real fucked up 
Um, it, it, but yeah, it does deals with, with relapsing with drugs or it deals with kind of like the denial of it. Um, it just, there's just so many random, but also like not really random. Oh, it deals with losing parents. That's another mm-hmm. big thing. There's one entire episode with Bojack. It's him doing a eulogy. It's just on him, just on him at the podium thing, talking about his, his mom who died. It, just 25 minutes straight up of that on him. The whole what? time, yeah, the whole time, it's 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 that's amazing, and it's good. Yeah, it's good. That's amazing. Yeah, that's like I might try watching the show. <laughs> like that is ball. I love that. Super ballsy. Um, he and it doesn't go to any cutaways. Like, cause sometimes a show will do that. It'll go to cutaways and things like that. Just completely on him the entire time. It does change angles a little bit, but the whole thing, and then it, it, it ends perfectly. <laughs> um. So they do. They, that's the other thing is they try all these different things. Um, they're they're just not afraid to to try this stuff and go go into places because it's a cartoon. They can go into places that other shows just can't. They mm-hmm. just literally can't do it. But they treat it so honestly and and earnestly that it's it's awesome. I fucking love the show so much. I really do. You're beaming. <laughs> it's and, and, and I mean I've been I was watching like oh I was a couple episodes in Ozark and then Bojack comes out and I'm like boom I'm watching Bojack because mm. I'm not gonna miss it. Um, so yeah, awesome show. I love it. Um, I think that this this season didn't quite hit me as much as past seasons did. Um, but I will I will give it. I hadn't thought about what I wanted to give this one. Um, I'll give it. 4.7 Todd sex robots out of five. I didn't explain that, but I just thought of it. So, some people who have seen it are laughing their heads off, and everyone else is like, what the fuck is this show? 4.7 sex robots out of five. I I think in the last two minutes, you have swayed me to watch the show. I've been, I've been a very big opponent of the show since you started. I saw the first couple episodes of the series, mm-hmm. And I was like, "Fuck this show! I'm not watching this." It's Season dumb. one is t- is kind of tough to get through. It's very, it's not as funny. Um, it's kind of stupid at times, but it's also very depressing mm-hmm. and kind of hard to get through. Once it gets into season two and forward, it all touches on. I think every season after season one is 100 percent Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So everyone loves it, and it they that's when they start to go into these serious topics and and do them in a way that. Like they've had an all underwater episode. They've had like <laughs> they've just like done all this different stuff. Um, that it's incredible that they can do it. That's the beauty of uh, of a cartoon, especially when made by serious adults. And on Netflix, that they can and do whatever they yeah, want. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> God damn it, I love Netflix. <laughs> this is great. Um, yeah. Bojack Horseman, four point seven Todd sex robots. <laughs> Two out of the three were rated based on sex things or sex stuffs. It's true. Uh, this week, uh, and and Bojack, it's a, a very very high recommend mm-hmm. uh, from Seth. If you've seen it, uh, let him know what you think at Seth O'Water at Soco Show Pod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for now, that's going to wrap up a triple edition of the TV Corner. That's in my TV corner. Seth, I want to blow you. Woo! Woo! All right, let's turn from TV. We got to talk a little movies. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Movies. Movies this week brought to you, of course, by the Etsy shop for Corn Fed and Wed. That's where you can get custom-made wood 
by our good friend Mike V. So again, that's the uh, Etsy shop. Find it in the description box. Etsy slash shop slash cornfed and wed. Wood. Wood indeed. It's some good stuff. I don't know if you've seen Mike has picked up. He's doing a lot of shit right yeah, now. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, beanbag tosses. Yeah, a lot of cornholes. A lot of cornholes in the yeah. in the works there. So uh, if you want your um, custom wood cornhole board. <laughs> Make sure you're hitting up Mike. Uh, he's he's staying busy. That's good. That's I true. like it. I like, I like it. him working on my cornhole. <laughs> <laughs> that is foul. Um, <laughs> we started to have a really nice promo for him, and then he just kind of made it. Yeah. Anyway, we got to talk some movie stuff. Uh, we got a few pieces of pretty cool news here, and then uh, we'll review. I think five movies <laughs> <laughs> real fast um before we do that uh the news uh my first thing about new in the news uh was a little bit surprised kingsman 3 is in the works Ain't. not so surprised that the sequel is coming out uh, you know i figured they would do another mm-hmm. one um but i was surprised that it's coming out next year yeah planning for a 2019 release um my opinion on this kingsman 2 was underwhelming for me i enjoyed yeah, it very much so but i really really liked the first one and so the second one just really didn't stand yep. up i'm hoping that they kind of return to form but there's so much going on in this kingsman universe right mm-hmm. now it's really hard to tell what's going on yeah uh, and where they'll go from here um so i don't know I, i'm i'm at a level of like cautious excitement for kingsman part three where are you standing on this um i'm not really excited uh, the, actually i i i'm pretty much gone around to just not liking the second one mm-hmm. at all um, I don't know what it is about it. Like, there's some elements that were fine, but I, thinking back about the movie, I just have nothing but like a negative feeling about it. Um, I feel like this one will be used to launch all of the stuff happening on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna kind of open up the Kingsman. Un- I think this one open up the Kingsman universe thing, and then go into the TV shows and all that. So I guess I'm just tired of. No, because I like Eggsy. I don't know what it was. Maybe I liked the first one more because it had more it had had more of an ensemble to it with mm-hmm. like the the whole like knights and and all that stuff whereas this one you know it had the statesman and all that but i i think i really liked more in the first one kind of like Taron Egerton Eggsy's character or Eggsy with all of you know the 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 girl is it Lancelot yeah um and and we got some of those elements and then like uh Merlin i liked Merlin and and Colin Firth uh, Arthur's all of their interactions and this one you just got very little of it yeah it was all in Eggsy pretty much and i was like i like him but not that much well he they didn't have they no longer had the whole um fish out of water thing mm-hmm. from the first one yeah so it was just him as an actual gentleman so you lose a, that was what made him compelling in the first one yeah kind of i that's not my problem i don't think just cuz i i kind of i like that i like I like when like heroes, I don't like origin stories. Mm-hmm. So when, when a hero kind of has all that already, I like to have, see the hero challenged in like, kind of like post that, you know, like dark Knight. Mm-hmm. you know, Batman begins was fine. Dark Knight was like him at his greatest challenge, you know, Man, that's good. So kind of the same thing that that's what I prefer. I like stories already established and kind of like this person's either kind of seasoned or whatever. Um, and, and so that wasn't my issue with Kingsman too. I think it just was like, it was so much eggsy. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of Channing Tatum, and I liked actually like Channing Tatum's character in that. Um, it just it just felt too much on him. I think they need to kind of like Merlin's gone now, so like what you know that's that's an element I liked that's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin Firth was weird in this one. I don't know. I just I really I, hated the Colin Firth storyline. Yeah, in the I did one. too. I just I hope that I hope that they add more to it mm-hmm. with this next one, and not just again focus focus on Eggsy. Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. This could be a very cool tie-in to what they're going to spin on to Netflix. So. Mm-hmm. 
hopeful that it'll, I, I just hope it's good. I, I like the franchise. I love the idea and the style of the mm-hmm. whole thing. So I hope it's a return to form and that it doesn't kind of tank the series. Yeah. Um, we got word this past week. Uh, we, we've talked a, a few times on the show about this Birds of Prey movie, mm-hmm. um, which, if you ask me, is a movie that why make this movie? Mm-hmm. But it's getting made. So um, this is uh, it's a few female DC kind of heroine slash anti heroines. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're starting to get some of the cast come out. And uh, a couple big names, or at least a couple names you've heard of, are in this cast. Let me pull the cast list up. Um, well, of course, I- we know Harley Quinn. Yeah, Harley Quinn, of course, um, is uh, Margot Robbie is going to be back mm-hmm. to play Harley Quinn. And then uh, I'm really excited because Mary Elizabeth Winstead is going to be involved in this. She's going to be playing the Huntress. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anything about the Huntress, but I love... She's, she's on uh, Green Arrow. She for In Green Arrow, I think she has like a, she has a crossbow type thing. So I okay. think that's kind of what her deal is. Right on. Well, I do like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the name of this uh, Journey Smollett Bell who is playing uh, Black Canary. Ooh, nice. Um, she is black, though, which yeah. I, I think they... Is Black Canary always black? No. Okay, so she's, that's... She's that's usually white. Okay. Um, it looks like she's been in, like, Friday Night Lights and a couple mm-hmm. other not... Nothing really major that I'm seeing on her filmography, but um, you do have Margot Robbie coming back. You've got um, you've got uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. What, what is your level of anticipation for this Birds of Prey? I kind of like that they're adding in some lesser known characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, people know Black Canary from Arrow and they know Huntress from Arrow, but they're not super, it's not the mass audience, you know, two, three, two, three million people watch Arrow and all that stuff as opposed to all the people that are going to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's cool that they'll get some additional characters and, and some of the fans who watch those shows will know. Um, I, I mean, I, 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 I like Margot Ro- Robbie, Roby, whatever. I don't think that Margot Robbie really can carry a movie but she has kind of a supporting cast but they're not huge stars i don't know and, and i think i can't remember who the villain is it gonna be penguin the villain is it? i can't remember it's either that or like the black mask maybe um let, let's see full cast i don't see they announced the villain i think it's like black mask maybe i, I don't see it on the imdb page yet I think it was originally going to be the Penguin, potentially, but then they, I think he might be in the Batman movie. Oh, sure. Which, apparently, that script's done now. But nice. uh Yeah, either way, I I don't know. We'll see. I think it'll depend on trailers, kind of just like how everything else has been mm-hmm. with DC. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Here's a chance for them to get outside of the DCEU that we've come to know that is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really don't know. Anything DC now is strictly on a we'll see basis mm-hmm. for me. I, I have no anticipation for anything DC right now. Yep. Um, let's stick with superheroes for a second. We got some news about X-Men. Um, it sounds like Disney is already making plans as though they will, in fact, inqu- uh, acquire the X-Men as a property. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Feige is going to be creative director for the X-Men series as well. So kind of maybe folding things in. Uh, between the X-Men and the MCU. Mm-hmm. Is that how you see this? Do you, do you, and I, I haven't read a lot about this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't have confirmation that the MC, that the X-Men will become part of the MCU. Yeah. But with Feige involved, that's got to be the assumption. Yeah, right? I think so. That would be the smart move, I think. Because um, they've art. I mean, especially Dark Phoenix coming out and people not think, thinking good things about it. Uh, they ju- they've gone over budget. They have, they're doing reshoots. It's, it, it's that, that whole franchise is a mess right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan should have been the, the end of it. And, uh, but anyway, I think, yeah, it'll, it'll go to Feige and the MCU and they'll 
throw them in there. He'll have to explain it somehow, like why they haven't been around to help, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, like, hey, aliens are falling to the sky. Where's Wolverine at? You know, but I think uh, I I think that they'll join and he'll do it in a way that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think it could be as simple as the mutants started popping up now. Yeah, could, well, know, instead of the X, the whole X-Men having taken place in the 70s and 80s uh-huh. and stuff, they could just start it now. It's true. And I think the, and te- you could lead it into with like how Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver mm-hmm. were mutants as well. So, you know, they can do that. Mm-hmm. And I'll throw that terminology in there. And, and Yeah, I could also see. Well, they were they were like created by the thing. So they don't have to be mutants. Yeah, but mutants are are created by people, too. Only some of them. Yeah. Most of them were born with their. Yeah powers or whatever but, but they like, can be created yeah the other way i could see him doing it is however it is they remedy mm-hmm. the snap mm-hmm. could inadvertently create mutants maybe i think that's another that's another way i could see it yeah um but at any rate are you are you are you optimistic for this new kind of a new rebooted a second chance for the x-men universe I, yeah 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 i mean just because like you know they, there there hasn't really been a fail in, in the mcu mm-hmm. so i think I think that adding a, a, you know, technically the X-Men are like a, an A type, you know, the X-Men, Spider-Man, 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 <laughs> uh, Spider-Man, all that stuff. They're, they mean they're, they're the, they're the brand names, you know, yep. and even before the movies were made, they were brand names. So I, people, people go to the theater, especially if you put it under the MCU banner. I think same thing with Fantastic Four when they get Fantastic Four over there as well. I think they're going to add them in and they're going to finally have all of their roster to, to play with. So. Yep. I think it'll be cool. I'm excited for it. I mean, I'm not like that wasn't my whole thing with the Fox purchasing or being purchased by them. But I think thinking more about it and knowing where that with the MCU and kind of at a turning point in the MCU, um, it'll be it'll be cool. Yeah, I'm excited to see really just to see what happens, because I don't mm-hmm. I'm not generally a huge X-Men fan, mm-hmm. frankly, but like um, if they're going to fold in and I'm really more. Let's see how this goes. Mm-hmm. is kind of my thing. Um and everything after the next Avengers movie is a crapshoot right yeah. now. So who who really knows? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And they just, I mean, they added in Spider-Man really well, too. I mean, they mm-hmm. just, you know, they threw him in there, but it made sense and they did it in a good way. So I think they can do it with X-Men and Fantastic yeah. Four. And it's not like they haven't been thinking about this for a while already. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So um, leaving leaving the superheroes behind, uh, a couple more pieces of news here. We got a... A remake for a movie that I never thought would be remade <laughs> is coming out and is in the works, right? Yeah, Grumpy Old Men is getting a remake with uh, Eddie Murphy and, and Sam Jackson, which uh, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Grumpy Old Men is not like, I mean, people love that those movies, but it's not like an untouchable type thing. You can, right. you can redo it, and especially with people love Eddie Murphy, people love Sam Jackson. I think if you add, you bring those guys back, Eddie Murphy hasn't been in a movie since like Tower Heist, I don't think. Mm -hmm. So like bringing him back, something he wants to do, Sam Jack, him and Sam Jackson teaming up again. I think it'd be, I think it'd be real cool. I love this idea. I love the original Grumpy Old Men. I think they made two. I think there was Grumpier Old Men as well. Um, I love Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau, I think. I think so, yeah. So um, I love those movies. I've seen them a bunch on like TBS when I was a kid. And so getting into that, um, sort of uh, mood again mm-hmm. is going to be very fun. The fact that they're recasting them black, I think is interesting. Yeah. You don't see a lot of old black guys in movies, you yeah. know, um, at least not being the point of the movie and getting Eddie Murphy back is awesome. I love Eddie Murphy. So it'll be, mm-hmm. it'll be good to have him in a movie and with Sam Jackson finally admitting that he's old. <laughs> um, you don't see, he usually plays younger than he is. Yeah. So, 
Um, this will, I'm very excited for this. If I could buy a ticket today, I would. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, we're very soon uh, going to be able to buy some tickets to, uh, I think, one of your most anticipated of the rest of the year. And it's oh, Creed definitely. Two. The, the most anticipated. The most anticipated. Yeah. Uh, Creed 2 is coming out in November, and we got another trailer uh-huh. this last week. Oh, yeah. Yes, we did. Had had uh, has quite the quite the music in it. Um, oh, yeah. Creed. Creed 2. I mean, it's they showed, definitely showed more than the first trailer, which that first trailer was awesome. This one was pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, we got to see Drago finally. Um, got kind of got to see Rocky talking a little bit more, and and uh, people are speculating some things about the movie. Nothing. I mean, the the trailer doesn't really give anything away, you know, other than what you'd know. Um, it seems like uh, you know Creed's kind of has something, you know, something to prove against it, and you know, there's going to be that whole storyline of like you killed my dad type stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's I think they're gonna they're they're doing it in a way that doesn't look that doesn't look cheesy you know kind of like rocky four does you know yeah. it looks it looks like they're handling it in a very serious way and i think it's going to be amazing um fuck i think so there's some speculation that maybe rocky doesn't make it through mm-hmm. based off kind of what the trailer looks like do you uh, think he's going to get cold cocked by ivan drago at, the, at ringside and that's how he dies <laughs> no probably not <laughs> um i i think he'll probably because he was sick in the last one he had like cancer or whatever yeah he's got the big c um if Rocky goes though, that that will be, that'll be a bad moment for me in the theater. <laughs> uh, there will definitely be waterworks there. Rocky's, I've, oh, he's like one of my, he's probably like my top movie character. Would you say he's your, he is to you as Ethan Hunt is to me? Probably. Yeah. But I, I don't get like, uh, you know, like I don't. You fucking do too. I don't get, I don't like jump in my seat during Rocky. You get hyped for Rocky. I do get hyped, but I'm not like, I'm not like a child on well, fucking ex- you lots of cocaine. You express differently than I do. <laughs> but if, if Rocky goes, which he, they were real close to doing it in the last movie. I was, I was really concerned in that one. Um, if they do it in this one, um, I think, I don't, I won't be mad, but it'll be very sad because I love Rocky. But uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of think we'll see. Like a, a a Rocky two or three kind of like trajectory for Creed, like maybe he wins the title type thing, and then you know he's he's on top of the world and everything like that. You see that early in the movie, and then like Drago challenges him, you know, kind of like, like the big up and yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe um, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm very interested to see. I've gotten really excited about this. The first trailer got me really hyped, mm-hmm. um, but my my fear of too much cheese with Drago and the Suns and all that stuff has not gone away. I don't think there is. From seeing the second trailer, I don't see cheese. I, it looks like it's being taken very earnestly and seriously. I hope so. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited for Michael B. Jordan. Tessa Thompson is slamming. There must be some sort of time jump in this because they're married and have a kid now. She's pregnant. She's pregnant, but they haven't had the kid. I No. Okay. And, it, and maybe she does in the movie. During the movie? Yeah. But yeah. I don't think that much time will pass. I mean, if he wins the title, maybe it goes a little further, but... Mm-hmm. It's going to be, I'm, I'm excited for this mm-hmm. I, I, and, um, it's getting very close six weeks away or so now yeah. uh, it comes out Thanksgiving weekend, um, on a, on a Wednesday. So we'll get to see it on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, which will be pretty exciting. But the new trailer bangs you're telling us. Oh yeah. We'll, uh, we'll link to that in the, uh, in the description box. If you want to check it out for yourself and you haven't yet. Um, I'm not going to watch the second one cause I've seen all I need to see, but the first Creed trailer is fucking dope. So <laughs> if you haven't seen that one, go back and watch it too. Truth. So that's all the news this week, but we uh, are not quite done yet. We have uh, a bunch of movies to review. And by a bunch, I mean five. (laughs) (laughs) 
And uh, typically our, our movie reviews can run uh, from five to ten minutes, and we don't have that kind of time today. So we're going to introduce a new segment this week called Ten Second Reviews. This is the intro to the next segment, and the intro is just as long as the segment itself. Here comes a ten second movie review. So these are ten second reviews, and they are exactly what they sound like. We're going to review... Um, a few of these movies and we're going to do it in 10 seconds or less mm-hmm. um, a, as a way of showing an example um, I will go ahead and go first no give it a shot the uh, the first 10 second review that I'm going to be doing is for the recently released Shane Black movie The Predator okay okay so I'm going to get 10 seconds on the clock and I'm going to review The Predator in 10 seconds are you the Predator never takes itself seriously at all. It's very goofy. It's not a great, like, greatly constructed made movie, but it does have some some highlights. I would recommend seeing it and judge for yourself. Whew. Did you get enough out of those 10 seconds? I think so. All right, there you go. That's I mean, how you do it. It doesn't really explain the plot, but... Well, it's, it's The Predator. Yeah. People can look sure. up the plot for themselves. We don't, they don't need us to read them the synopsis. Okay. Are you ready to try one for yourself? Sure. Which one do you want to do? I'll do uh, Three Identical Strangers. Three Identical Strangers. Yeah. Recently released a documentary. Yeah. Right? A lot of hype around this one. Yeah. Are you ready? I don't know. I'm getting kind of nervous. <laughs> I got a fear boner. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> All right. I can't get over the god. Go! <laughs> do you know what that's from? No. It's from Power Rangers Lost Galaxies. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and now you'll never unhear that. Oh, my God. I'll link to the uh, I'll link to the theme song for Power Rangers Lost Galaxy because it is the best theme song for any Power Don't Rangers. link to that. I'm going to link to it. People want to go see it. Should we go out to that song today? That'll be our go away song or end the show song. <laughs> we should have it in the show. I'll find more ways to work that into the show. Okay. All right. Here comes three identical strangers in 10 mm-hmm. seconds. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> three kids separated at birth, uh, adopted. They come back together. Crazy things happen uh, and there's some conspiracies. See it. I don't even need 10 seconds. You have time to spare. Yeah. (laughs) See it. It gets a recommend. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, I'm going to be next doing a review for the uh, Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively, A Simple Favor, that was released a couple Mm. weeks ago. I met someone in LA that gave me a simple favor in a back alley. Jesus. That's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) All right. A Simple Favor in 10 seconds. Go! The two leads in this are pretty good. I really enjoyed their performances. The movie itself is very kind of soapy um, and takes a lot of twists and turns. Kind of an interesting mystery, though. I'd say check it out. That was about perfect. Nailed that one, even though you screamed in my fucking ear hole. (laughs) Blood in my headphones now. Um, Yeah, so that was a simple favor. You've got one more, and I've got one more. You ready for your next one? Sure. Okay, so this is what? White boy Rick. Rick! White boy Rick! So there's been some hype around this one. Um, Matthew McConaughey, and I don't know the name of this child actor. Neither. Um, it's his first role. Yeah. A lot of hype around him. I won't, don't, don't tell me anything yet, mm-hmm. um, but th- those are, that's what I know about this going in. Um, he's, he's an informant, mm-hmm. the youngest informant ever for the FBI based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is out now. This is 10 second review of White Boy Rick. Yeah. I can't know that fucking made me laugh too hard <laughs> to go start it over start it okay hold on yeah <laughs> god damn it I was waiting for like a lead in and you just fucking did it one more time ready mm-hmm. set alright white boy Rick like Cody said uh, youngest informant with the FBI that kid is not very good Matthew McConaughey is awesome see it on Netflix see it on Netflix not yeah. in the theater yeah don't waste your money okay 
Again, who needs 10 seconds? Five second reviews. This is just like Seth making love. It's way too fast. <laughs> All right. I have one more, and this is Assassination Nation. Um, not really anybody if in you, this. If you need to shorten it up for this, just call it Ass Nation. Ass Nation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is Ass Nation. Don't Google that. <laughs> um, this is a... I don't know how to explain this movie, but I'll try to do it during the 10 seconds. But it's a recently released movie, um, and I'll try to explain it in 10 seconds. A very cool ensemble cast of four teenage girls. A lot of feminist messages that they take very literally and very violently. Very interestingly stylized movie. I would say check it out. Wow, you got, do you count the 10 seconds in you your gotta, head? You got to use all of the time. No. Yeah, well, that's it, the most efficient use of your time. I actually no, I wasn't counting. I, okay. I was just fortunate. I was trying to get in as much in as I could. See, because like both those movies that I talked about are like very self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Um, one's a documentary. One's based on a true story. That's the whole plot. And I mentioned the performances in White Boy Rick. There's really not a performance in the other one. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So in to to recap, um, it sounded like. Three Identical Strangers is a definite recommend. Definitely see that one as soon as possible. Um, very cool twists and turns and uh, conspiracy type stuff. I've heard great things. Yeah. Um, for Predator, A Simple Favor, and Assassination Nation, these are all ones I would recommend seeing. I'm not telling you that they're great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, just see them for yourself. Make your own judgments. But they're they're not bad movies. They're not a waste of your time or anything like that. So mm-hmm. they're kind of in that middle ground. Sounds like White Boy Rick is one. You're going to want to wait on until you can watch it for free. Yeah, uh, HBO, Netflix. I think it'll be on one of those just because mm-hmm. McConaughey is all over usually HBO or yeah. or Netflix. So yeah, it's not a terrible movie. I hated the kid, and uh, and McConaughey was awesome. So well, there you go. Uh, this is a brand new segment, folks. So uh, make sure you're hitting us up on Twitter at underscore Cody Michael at Seth O Ott or at Soco Show Pod. Let us know what you think of our 10 second reviews. This is the outro from the last segment, and the outro is just as long as the segment itself. That was a 10-second movie review. So that's going to do it for movies this week. We're going to get you out of here, but not before we tell you one more thing. But I'm down to one more more thing. I'll go first this week. Uh, My one more thing is just that I agree with you, Seth. Um, Of course you you do. You on the show uh, came out uh, a couple, maybe a month ago, and gave a very uh, high recommendation for the movie Searching. Searching. With John Cho. It's the one that um, he's looking for his daughter and it's all shot on computer screens. Um, I recently saw this over the last couple of weeks and it is incredible. Mm-hmm. I It was it was so gripping. I was so... Fl- I So I bought a drink and popcorn for this movie. I did not touch them. Yeah. I had an entire bucket of popcorn in front of me because I couldn't focus on anything but this movie. <laughs> I was entirely gripped by it. Um, the, the twists and turns throughout this are excellent. It was incredibly well executed, not cheesy at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would agree with you on that one. Um, if you haven't listened to Seth, get out and go see that one. Mm-hmm. The other one is, um, a good place. Um, season two, it just came on to Netflix and I watched that recently. Mm-hmm. I love that show. Yeah. Season two is very different from season one for reasons that are obvious if you've seen it. Spoiler. So is season three, not yeah. really spoiler, but I'm saying it's, this is different. It's pretty different. Very yeah. different. Season Super three different. is now underway. If you, if you're not on the, the train of the good place, I would highly recommend it. Um, definitely check that one out if you haven't yet. First two seasons are on Netflix. Season three is just getting underway. So those are a couple of things that, uh, that Seth recommended and I said I would watch and I finally fucking got to him. So uh, I All just right. wanted to give a, a thumbs up for those. Now we need to get you to watch Atlanta and Marvelous's Marvelous. <laughs> the list Maisel goes on. The list goes and... on, but I'm making progress. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Robot. What's your one more thing? Uh, 
Uh, so, of course, one of my favorite things is the the uh, Twitter account that has bots watch shows and or commercials and stuff and create scripts off of that. So I figured I'd share the latest one. Uh, this one is they watched a bunch of SportsCenter. <laughs> so I haven't actually fully read this one. I've read parts of it. So if it's bad, then blame that guy. All right, here we go. SportsCenter. Interior large basketball. We see two sports guys. Sports guy one looks like your dad. Sports guy two is talking hockey puck like your dad. <laughs> sports guy one. Big news. LeBron James still tall. <laughs> sports guy two. Good for her. Sports guy one. The highlights can't lie. It's not allowed. Not since deflate gay. One <laughs> tomb Brady shrunk balls for pay. <laughs> we see a clip of LeBron games sleeping on a long bed the bed proves he, his tallness is still real the clip is nine minutes short sports guy number one this just in tennis is now golf golf is now football football <laughs> is now the dentist <laughs> sports guy one two good for dentists this is good for dentists sports guy one time for tonight's top 10 plays number 34 we see a clip of the woods tiger eating a golf course. Sports guy number one. No, number Arizona Diamondbacks. We see a clip of Michael Phelps dating a shark. Sports guy number two. Good for shark. Sports guy number one. Number floor. We see a clip of a boxer whose arms are pumpkins. He is fighting a pumpkin whose arms are nothing. Sports guy number two. Good for dentists. What the fuck? Dennis? Dentists. Or dentists. Yeah. <laughs> Football is dentist. Yeah. Is that that's my favorite part. That was a logical step. Man, these things are wacky. So there are more. We've heard now three of these. Yeah, are they, a, they come are they coming out all the time or I think this guy just does it quite a bit now. Because hmm. like the first one he did had like hundreds of thousands of views and then kind of the latest ones have kind of go down a little bit, but the first one is still my favorite. Hmm. Yeah, the first one is was that yeah. Olive Garden? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you're here, you're breadsticks. When you're here, you're here. <laughs> yeah. That was and it was, what there was, yeah, there was like something about breadsticks that was hilarious. Anyway. Yeah. We see the infinite stick. That's what that it is. That made it to, the, that was the title for our show. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, so we have um, Seth being right and more bot hilarity on one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. That's going to do it for this week's episode number 63. We got to go see show. A Star Is Born. Yeah, we are going to lock up uh, lock up the recording here and go watch A Star Is Born. So we'll be back next week with a review of that. Might take more than 10 seconds. Yeah. Might take more than 10 seconds. Don't forget, subscribe to us wherever it is you may be listening. Um, and don't forget to hit up the YouTube channel. At Jared Buckendall. Where you can catch not only all the episodes of the SoCo Show, but Jared's movie reviews, trailer reactions, um, and all sorts of great stuff. JB classes as well. And don't forget, we're linking in the description box to the best of JB mm-hmm. from the last few months. So make sure you're checking all that stuff out. Um, don't forget our sponsors, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. 30 days in your first audiobook for free. Beep. For your graphic design needs, make sure you're on the Etsy shop, um, Mathis Designs. Paid. <laughs> yes, and if you need your wood worked, um, hit up Mike at the Etsy shop, Corn Fen and Wed. Wood. <laughs> um, the, I don't know why the wood one never gets old to me. I always know it's coming, but it always makes me laugh a little bit. If you need your wood work, work on over to Mike's website and he'll work it real good. Work it real good. Um, yeah, there's no better. there's no better promo than that. Yeah. He'll work that wood real good. <laughs> he should let us make a commercial for him. We should. That's what we need to do. Yeah. Um, next week is a big show. It's going to be episode yeah, it's 64. It's a big show. 
Um, if you're wondering why the fuck would episode 64 be a big show, it's because it's the Octiversary of Octiversaries. Yeah. The octa octiversary Double Octiversary. Octiversary squared? It yeah. is the Octiversary squared. Yeah. It's a big one. Uh, we'll have some fun stuff. It'll probably be actually a relatively typical show. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll make some stupid jokes about eights yeah. and things like that. So make sure you're back next week. That's going to be episode 64. This has been episode 63. I'm the co-host Cody Michael for the Soho Seth Ott. We will see you next week. Supposed to play us out with Power Rangers. <laughs> lost, lost galaxy. No, I don't want you to sing it. Go. Bye. <laughs>